0: The Roar, your home for all things analytics and salary cap analysis. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? We are The Roar, where every day is game day.
1: three out of bounds. William Quaggibush, Mike Vaughn with you. A couple interesting texts as we're talking about the, uh, we're talking about the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Text from the 864 says this, think about it. A great quarterback, a great coach, and a great tight end between the Chiefs and New England. There's a lot of similarity. Yeah. I mean, I, you, you don't put them in the stratosphere with Brady and Belichick and Gronk slash, you know, Aaron Hernandez for a minute. You don't put them in that stratosphere um, yet because of time and because of the the repeated achievements. But in terms of the way they're achieving in the moment, that's what the the Chiefs feel. There's a gravity to the Chiefs. There's a feeling to the Chiefs that the it felt like the Patriots were, where like we were talking about with Ben an hour two, that when the Patriots lose in the playoffs, you're shocked. When Eli Manning beats Brady twice, you're shocked. When the Colts come back from down double digits, 21-3 or whatever it was, in 07 to beat them, you're shocked. People are shocked when these things happen. Not because they never happen. And when you pick Brady to win, it wasn't because he wasn't ever going to lose. It was because you were shocked when he did. Because people got burned too many times thinking about what Brady didn't have and thinking about whose turn it was next and thinking about all the different factors that might have caused him to falter and not enough time gazing at greatness. Text from the 706 says, don't forget Ben Watson. Boom. Never, ever forget Ben Watson. Love Ben Watson. Sister Karis, good volleyball player at uh, Clemson, by the way. Um, Text from the 864 says, uh, the Chiefs, are the Golden State Warriors of the NFL? Says Mahomes and Kelsey are so good, but they grate my last nerve. I can't stand to watch all the antics. Can I ask this question? I'm actually, I'm asking for responses here. I'm soliciting responses. I don't love some of the like. I think I think Mahomes carries himself with an air. I'm not sure. I like. I don't know. Um. I don't. Maybe Travis Kelsey does too. I don't really get the. I I don't get that like reluctance to embrace them because of antics, or whatever you want to call it. Like with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, you know you know what I think it is with Mahomes and Kelsey, and I may be wrong. Again, I'm I'm soliciting responses here. I want somebody to specifically tell me what it is about. And I'm I'm not saying this as a fan of either one. Like I'm not carrying water for either one. Why, what annex with Mahomes? Like, are you mad because his brother's a clown or because his dad can't stay out of jail? Like, are you mad about that? Are you mad because people like him and he's in commercials? Are you mad about that? Are you mad because he makes the game look easy and he sort of seems to play with a flippancy, like a flippant style? you mad about that? Are you mad about the nonchalance? He's making throws nobody's supposed to make. What are you mad? That that's what what annex with Mahomes? Are you mad he celebrates? Everybody celebrates. Show me some. There's one Hunter Renfro. Everybody else celebrates. And the league encourages it now. Right. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, are you mad that his helmet got chipped in a playoff game? You mad about that? I fail to understand the ant- these antics and what he does that's so so much worse than what everybody else does. You know what I mean like I'm not saying there's not things about Mahomes that are just not likable but like Josh Allen celebrates touchdowns. Lamar Jackson celebrates touchdowns. I'm not hearing people complain about Josh Allen's antics. I think people are mad at Jackson Mahomes. Brittany Mahomes, Pat Mahomes Sr., can't stay out of jail. Like, I think people are mad about that. And then Travis Kelsey, like, are people mad at Travis Travis Kelsey's antics? Because he's got a famous girlfriend that the producers, the TV execs, like to show? What antics with Travis Kelsey? What I see is a dude making ball plays, celebrating like everybody celebrates. Mike, I just, I, I know people are people are texting, people are texting, people have gotten in. I'm gonna read them. I'm gonna read them. But I don't like. There are reasons to not like them, but I see that a lot. Now, I'm not picking on the one texture because I see that a lot. Well, the antics, the antics. Brock Purdy has no antics. Let's root for teams without antics. Have you seen? I mean, the Niners celebrate
2: too. They celebrate touchdowns too. I can't wait till you jump in and read the text that calls you a fanboy.
1: I, I look, I, I, I don't like the Chiefs. I don't like Mahomes. I like Andy Reid. I don't like Travis Kelsey. I'm not a fan of them. I don't dislike them. Like I'm sort of, I'm sort of neutral on them. Like I spent my whole life hating Tom Brady, and for what? No reason. It made me miserable. I'm tired of hating people. Okay, I'm not just gonna hate people. All right. My franchise isn't good enough to win a Super Bowl. My team's not good enough to win a Super Bowl. I don't have it in my heart to hate. Okay. Hate. I will at some point. Like if the if the Colts figure it out and Anthony Richardson's the true thing to stay healthy, I will start hating again.
2: I will learn to hate again. Right now, I'm not hating. It's a good time to get some love up in your heart as we head into next week, Qualk, you know. Big day coming up on Wednesday. Uh Texter says, all
1: right, this is the fanboy text. Hey, fanboy. Mahomes revealed his true self on the Buffalo regular season loss. How? specifics i had a professor that was always if I, this great professor uh, professor galvin i loved him so much he's an old guy from the north and he would always he did we did like mythology it was old literature like old literature and he would just he would stand in the class and be like don't be general specifics we need specifics and he did kind of sound like bernie sanders yes if you're wondering. We need specific. I want specific. Yeah, he, well, he showed his tail in the blah, blah, blah. How? How is that different from other guys that show their tail when their teams? Are, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. I'm not asking for this is what Patrick Mahomes said. I'm talking about what did he do that's so beyond the pale that we've just had it with the antics. All the antics. Can't deal with the antics. So much Antics.
2: That's all I want to know. You're starting to morph into a little bit of uh, Mr. Costanza there. I think. <laughs> Give me some antics. The elder.
1: I want some ethics. Uh, text from the A43 says uh, Swift has made the Kelsey hate worse, <laughs> and he's a COVID boy. Okay, I mean, all right, that's fine. I like. We've, we're getting a bunch of texts on this. I mean, some people agree with me, some people not. Texting from the uh 843 says I find Mahomes commercials great. I'm him. But as far as a player, I can't stand to watch him. It's so weird. Like I'm like he has a he has a way of like moving. You like <laughs> this sounds weird. He's got a way of walking that I'm like, "God, could you walk in a more haughty manner?" Like could you just could you carry yourself in a like can we have like a 5% humility, 6% humility, can we do that? But there are lots of quarterbacks that do that. There are quarterbacks that have done that. Tom Brady was like that. Go go watch Tom Brady walk around a football field. That's a guy who owned his domain. I'm not telling you that there aren't reasons to not like these people. Again, I am asking for specific examples of Mahomes and Kelsey, what they do that is so much
2: worse than the other guys that we just have we cannot have it. I think Mahomes would be fun to hang out with. I I can't say that about Tom Brady. I, I don't know that I would enjoy hang time with Tom Brady. I would not.
1: Tom Brady does not seem like a, a fun hang. Yeah. He does not He does not feel like a fun hang. Even in retirement, I don't think so. Ed says, you know what? And I will agree with this. He's a bad loser. He whines when he loses. Mahomes is a bit of a whiner. He tends to mope a little bit. On t- okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you the whiner part. Because I do think he's a bit of a whiner. That, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe that's antics. Maybe that counts as antics. Maybe I'm going to have to retract all this. <laughs> a lot of people are pointing out that the same and we're getting we're getting a lot of this and some people are saying it outright, and some people are sort of insinuating that it's the same thing people did to Brady that because they win and they have success, and because by definition them having success mean their teams don't have success that there's jealousy involved. well this is the worst guy ever because of X, Y, or Z, when in reality, you're just mad that your team lost.
2: The Yankees, the Lakers, uh, many other teams that have gotten that hate after long, sustained winning streaks. Yeah, that's right. Alabama. Texter
1: says this, right. Texter says this, I'm mad because he thinks he should never have anything called against him. All right, that's great. What player is different than that? Show me. Like I you know what I think? I think people get mad at Mahomes because the NFL throws flags every time somebody breathes on him. That ain't his fault. I mean, he's he like he's trying to get calls, but they're giving them to him. Right? I mean they're giving him call, they give him the benefit of the doubt. Put a skirt on him. Like I yeah, I I understand. I get that. Texter's saying this. I love this one. Kansas City's a great team. I just want to see someone else win. I love that. You know what? I do too. I would love to see somebody else win. If you want to know the truth, other than the fact that I just put $100 in the bank, by the way, you can queue up Reggie on that one. I, yeah, Ben has inspired me. $100 bucks on the Chiefs plus two here. Oh,
3: That's a pick. Boys. That's a pick. Oh. pick up, knock down and-
1: I just think, I, I mean, I. I think so. I think it's Chiefs plus two. I think the Chiefs are going to win outright because they always win these. Except for, consequently, the time they played uh, Brady. Which uh, I asked for when's the last time a Holmes was bad in a playoff game? It was that game. Did I hear
2: right that Ben put 500 in the OO bank?
1: 500 Woo. on the Chiefs plus two. 500.
2: He's giving you an opportunity to catch up, possibly. Yes. Except y'all are betting together.
1: That's right. I love this. Another texture from the eight six four says I spent way too many years hating Brady for no reason besides winning. To hate the Chiefs. That's how I feel. I'm just over it. There was an episode of The Office where Dwight was basically like, I'm just tired. I don't know what it is. Maybe something's wrong with me, but I'm just I, I, I can't I can't mess with Jim right now. I just got a lot going on. That's kind of how I feel about Mahomes. Spent a lot of energy just hating Brady, hating Belichick. Hating the cheating Patriots. My Facebook history would show you that. <laughs> God. Can we can we limit your Facebook history to, like, stuff that happened in the last five years? Gets, I hate seeing what I
2: posted in 2009. Qual gets every gets daily day. reminders of his Facebook memories <laughs> hating on it's Brady. Been happen, <laughs> it's been happening, like, every day now.
1: Every day, like, probably three times a week. I see something like, God, why did you say the that?
2: The last three weeks of January, every year, your Facebook memories start
1: popping up. Why in the world did you say that? I love this one. I love this one. Kelsey Swift is a psyop. Have you seen this? A CIA psyop? Oh, gosh. And the only reason they're in the Super Bowl, the the U.S. government rigged the NFL.
2: Mm.
1: Have you heard this? The U.S. government rigged the NFL so that Taylor Swift could endorse endorse Joe Biden because that's how people win elections is getting Taylor Swift's endorsement. That's what happens. PSYOP. PSYOP.
2: There's some there's some strong conspiracies. There's out
1: some there. look, there's some good stuff. There's some really good stuff in here. Some good stuff. A lot of it is kind of the same. Uh, what they do different is win. Exactly. Exactly. Mahomes, here's a good one. I actually think this is a good example, okay? Text from the 864 says Mahomes is a Steph Curry of football.
2: That's that's a great
1: You know, and Steph, if Ben were still here, Ben might be listening to car right now. He's going to drive off a bridge. I'm going <laughs> to say Ben, hands attendant 10 and 2. Um, Smash! Yeah, uh-huh. Steph Curry, the way he... Uh, there's some little annoying things about Steph Curry. And I'll admit, like, he whines. It's a little bit like Mahomes. He whines when he doesn't get calls. He does things nobody else can do or would even think to try to do. On a basketball court, um, he has a nonchalance to the way he plays the game, and some of his mannerisms are a little turnoffish, like how he treats his mouthpiece like a gummy bear. That I, Ben doesn't like that. I don't particularly like that. I think mouthpieces should be in your mouth, not as a as a pacifier. Like you shouldn't need a chew toy to play basketball.
2: And and he's really selfish, quote. Yeah. Did, did you know he's very selfish? He d- he doesn't share his uh, nuggies with Coach Reed on the commercials?
1: <laughs> I knew you were going somewhere like that. <laughs> that's great. Texter says, for the 828, eight, I want to slap the mouth. be saying out of the mouth. Only two players do that. Yeah, I mean, look, not a lot of players do That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. That re- that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about right there. Antics. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Um... I, this is we should have done this as a poll. That we should have done this as a poll today. Hey, Quark, this is from the eight six four. I guess I'm old school, man. I just don't like guys that act cocky and act like they're bigger than the game. I get that feeling from Mahomes and Kelsey, like they're just arrogant and cocky. That's why I don't like them. I'm not going to disagree that that's a thing. My point is simply that there are lots of guys that give off that exact same vibe that aren't as good at football as those guys. Go and watch game. Just a random NFL game. Go and watch games with, like, three-win teams against five-win teams. You'll see guys that carry themselves in that same way and do some things like they're bigger than the game. So you're saying they can talk
2: the talk because they walk the walk. That's right. That's exactly right. Hey, speaking of the poll, Kwok, uh, looks like we're at 55.3% are voting the 49ers currently, so it's still pretty close here. Pretty
1: close. Go and, uh, go and get in on the poll. It's open the rest of the day, so you got time. But, uh, I mean, I'd like to I'd like to see some results in here. Just keep them coming. Keep them yep. coming. Um, text from the 864 says, I never remember people hating Jordan in the 90s like they do Brady, Steph, and Patrick. I think if there were Twitter in the 90s, if there were social media in the 90s, lots of people would have hated Jordan. I think people would have hated Jordan for a lot of the same reasons that people hated Brady and Mahomes that it felt like the media crowned those guys. You know some of the reason that it's fun to hate these people is because it feels like everybody in the world loves them and you just you get tired of that. The media narratives around Michael Jordan would be wildly different if they were. Think about when he just gave up basketball for Whatever, I just wanted to try baseball. My gambling debts were too bad. David Stern told me to take time off. Whatever it was. You think we wouldn't know the answer if Twitter was around in the 90s about why Jordan took a year off basketball? And whatever the answer is, unless it's the most innocent answer, wouldn't it take some of the shine off of Jordan? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think eras matter here. I think, like... I agree with what you're saying. That Michael Jordan felt universally loved. Although, I'll be honest, Tom Brady feels universally loved because no one is competing against him right now. Think about it. When's the last time... Like, I hated Tom Brady for years. I was on air, hating him, blasting a guy, whatever, because I was a fan of Peyton Manning's team and Andrew Luck's team. And, I like, I, I wanted my team to beat Tom Brady. And so, I didn't like Tom Brady. I didn't like Belichick. But, like, then Tom Brady retires. And all I do is think about, talk about how great he was. Because I'm not trying to beat him anymore. I'm just looking at what he did. And I can appreciate him in retirement. As you get further removed, some of these guys, the the hatred and some of the
2: negativity
1: surrounding them, it goes away because there's no reason to say that stuff.
2: Right? Similar point this morning. I shared the same thing about Nick Saban. When he was in the game, I couldn't stand the guy. It was because... You didn't want to have to compete against him. Now that he's he's out of the game, in a sense, as a coach, I'm gaining some respect because I'm starting to hear some of the things that he's going to be a part of. And, I mean, there's there's lots of respect there, obviously. But when you're in the middle of the game, man, when you're grinding, it's hard to admit that you have respect for people like
1: that. That's exactly right. We'll talk more about this on the other side. The texts continue to come in. 654 Or you want to text the show, you want to call us. Hour 3 continues right after this.
3: Attention, golf cart fans! Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one, number one. golf cart—the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to two thousand dollars during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at Salty Fries F R Y E S dot com. Did you miss out on your favorite Clemson sportswear? At Tiger Sports Shop, we still have your favorite gear from Lululemon, Nike, and more. With a full selection for all ages, you can continue to show your Tiger pride for the new year. We help you wear your Clemson pride on your sleeves. If you're short of time, shop our website at tigersports.com and either pick up your order or have it shipped to you direct. Visit one of our two locations in Clemson today. The Tiger Sports Shop is all in, all the time. Go Tigers!
4: william nichols from scores jewelers you know i'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones like the anniversary highlighting five ten fifteen years or more spent with your best friend birthdays and christmases and maybe the biggest day of all the marriage of two people her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold on the day it's given as a gift it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together in a few years you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring But you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers in Anderson and online at ScoresDiamondJewelers.com, and I want to be your jeweler.
3: Bojangles' Chicken Rice Bowl is bowled from the bottom up with dirty rice, Cajun pintails, grilled chicken, or Supremes and cheese. And try the new Chicken Rice Bowl for a limited time. It's bow time.
0: I'm Richard Thompson of Thompson & King Law Firm, and I believe that every person has a God-given desire to work. That's why I take Social Security and workers' compensation cases very seriously, because most folks don't really want to think they're disabled. They hesitate to file for disability, and when they're turned down, they hesitate to appeal their case. But they are disabled. If you're presently unable to work on a daily basis, even if you don't fully understand the cause, come see me. I'll take your case seriously. I know you do. But Thompson King Law
3: Firm, 222-0200. When you wake up well-rested on a great mattress, everything becomes clear. Huh, I do make everything about me. Things you missed when you were tired finally reveal themselves. My passport is in the pocket of the duffel bag I took to Mexico. At Mattress Firm, we know the right mattress matters. We also know that price does too. So if you see a lower price somewhere else, we'll match it. Plus, you get free and fast delivery. Shop in-store or online at mattressfirm.com. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Restrictions apply. See store website for details.
4: Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate. Upcountry fiber is a stronger connection.
0: Your home for Clemson women's basketball. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is a strong heart and a new steel. Viva
3: Las Vegas!
0: Viva! Vegas Our three
1: continues out of bounds. William Quagginbush and Mike Vaughn with you. 654 roars is the number six five four seven six two seven. Uh I would say the majority of people that have texted on the Adams-Groving text line, and I tried to get to them all, and I think I may have gotten to them all during the break there. Um, I would say the majority are sort of with me on this. That don't hate Mahomes and the Chiefs and all this stuff. And I do like I do think a lot of people I, I look and, and some of y'all are being honest. Like, yeah, I hate Taylor Swift. That's why I hate Travis Kelsey. By the way, texture that said, I'm I'm glad I sparked this conversation with the antics thing. Look, I I'm not I ain't mad at the texture. I'm say, that's something I've heard a lot.
2: We've heard about it a lot, the the antics of the Chiefs and all this stuff. It's a big accomplishment to uh spark a conversation with Qualk, I'm telling you. You gotta take credit for that. Yeah, correct. Correct. I mean, embrace it, man. Embrace it. Um
1: and I I really was I was spending a lot of time thinking about that this week. Are we being unfair to Patrick Mahomes because of his brother and wife and dad and what they're doing? Are we being unfair to Travis Kelsey because of how much the media loves who he dates? I think the political stuff. I mean, I don't want to make this political, but I think the PSYOP stuff. Like, I know the CIA broached that. Like, I know that's on the record. But, like, come on. That's that's silly. Um, there's a political commentator that says politics is more veep than house of cards. You think our politics is smart enough to activate Taylor Swift as a PSYOP for the CIA? Look at who's running our nation. Both parties. Are they really smart enough to do that? Just ask yourself that question. Are they smart enough to like make that conspiracy happen? Yeah, no, no, no. That's people are just getting mad for the sake of getting mad that people are trying to rile people up for the sake of their own money. Don't uh don't fall for that. Um, six five four roar is the number if you'd like to join us. This weekend you should hang out at Willy Taco. Uh, You should go get dinner tonight at Willie Taco. You should go get lunch tomorrow at Willie Taco. You should enjoy the big game at Willie Taco. Five upstate locations. Uh, They've got TVs. There's a a vibe waiting for you there. And the great thing, one of the things I love the most about Willie Taco, is it doesn't matter what vibe you're looking for. If you want a date night, they got you. If you want to take the kids, they got you. If you want happy hour with the boys, they got you. If you want to watch the game, they got you. Uh, If you want a great presentation, a gourmet meal, they got you. If you want tequila presented in a bunch of ways, they got you. That is a remarkable place to go. Those are very few and far between. In fact, there's only five of them in the upstate, and those are the five Willie Taco locations. Go by and see them uh today get some uh get a couple great tacos get the uh the angus uh the uh the angus cheeseburger taco and uh just you'll thank me later that's a good one um text from the 864 uh says was asking about uh women's basketball a couple other texts about uh men's basketball and what we think about uh Clemson Syracuse coming up women's basketball tough loss last night um in overtime just kind of i thought they ran out of gas um they were, you know, that when it went to overtime, it was going to be hard. Miami had fresher legs; they had, they had more healthy bodies. Clemson's down to eight scholarship players available right now, so there's that. Um, uh, Texture also says the psyop thing was tongue in cheek. I, I had a, <laughs> I had a, uh, a hunch that it was, but I've you'd be shocked. I do follow a lot of political people. A lot of folks are saying that, and I. <laughs>
2: I, just, I, think, I think it's one of the silliest things I've seen. Hey, Quark! before you jump in with Jason, uh-huh. uh, our next caller, some breaking news that uh, maybe Ohio State has found their OC. Ooh, Chip did Kelly. You, did you see that?
1: I did. I, I literally just refreshed it, and I it gotcha. popped up. Yes. Gotcha. We're going to talk about that. All right. Because not only that, but the Bill O'Brien Boston College thing, we got to talk about. Jason in Spartanburg joins us next on the phones. Jason, what's up, man?
0: Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, hope y'all had a good day. And, uh, you know this. Uh, you know about hating on players, great players, great coaches, and you know I'm kind of I would sort of agree with, with with Tom Brady. You know with uh, I, I'm a Packers fan, but you know it's like all Tennessee fans, you have got your favorite NFL team, but your second favorite team is you know Peyton Manning's team, and I always hated to see the Patriots beat the Colts those those years, and it was very so satisfying, 2006, when the coach finally broke broke through to, to beat the Patriots. Well, I loved watching them lose the Super Bowl, the, when they went undefeated, you know. It's such a satisfying moment, but after that, I can remember I gained a little respect for him when the team was walking off the field, and he got the players, maybe him, maybe Randy Moss, a couple of guys, they pretty much told him say, get back here and shake hands. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, mm. that was uh, that that happened at the end of the game. I gained gained a little bit of respect for him then. I've in uh, it after a while. I guess I appreciated greatness. Yeah, I really, whenever was a Patriots fan, but seeing something just you know, the way he carried his team, the way they wanted, it was something I appreciated. It was, it was just kind of neat. And you know, they they played the. I guess the year they played the uh, Seahawks, the, just the same year the Seahawks beat the Packers, I definitely could not stand. Uh, you know, anybody for, for, for Seattle couldn't stand Pete Carroll. So I pulled for the Patriots that year. I got the, the less of the two people. You know, and then when John Calipari is another guy I gained respect for. I couldn't stand him at Memphis, but for some reason he's grown on me. I think he's a, he's a genuine person. I don't think he's I really don't think he's fake. I think he cares for his players. Uh, you know, you to compare somebody like Coach K, who's, uh, you know, I, I just always say the way Coach K would, you know, if, he would shake your hand if, if he beat you, but he'd love, you know, the, the coaches meet at the half court, he'd say, good game, good game. You know, he could, after the Christian Leitner shot, he could pick up, hug uh, uh, Richie Farmer, say, there's no losers, there's no losers. But, you know, if you get beat by your rivals in your final game, you walk up the court pout. So, uh, it's kind of the reason I, I've kind of uh, grown in favor against uh, Coach K. But, anyway, that's all I have. Thanks for taking my coffee. Thanks very
1: much Jason, appreciate the phone call. Uh you know, I I'm I'm with Jason on that. Like if your team is competing against him, like if you're a Niners fan, I'm not I'm not going to beg you to like Patrick Mahomes because you're not supposed to. They're in the way of your team, your personal satisfaction and glorification. Like they're in the way of your team accomplishing something that's going to enrich your life. That you've been rooting and you spent money on gear and you spent money on tickets and you spent money on uh, red zone and Sunday ticket to follow this season, and you spent time and energy and you devoted a lot and you got people coming for the game. And like, I'm not asking you to like Mahomes. I'm just trying to be up front with like I'm not sure there's annex. I think we just don't like them because we choose not to like them or because they're great. I mean, think about this. Patrick Mahomes it, uh, Patrick Mahomes has lost three playoff games. He's 14 and 3 in playoff games. Two of his three losses are to Tom Brady. So when we're talking about Brady. He's literally Well, I don't think he ever beat Brady. Let me double check that. He didn't. He did he's not beating Brady. Owen 2 against Brady, 14 1 against every other quarterback. So at
2: one time he was the guy we were pulling for to beat the guy that we didn't like. Absolutely. Oh, I remember in 20
1: uh in in uh, after the 2018 season when they lost 37-31. Remember that? Arrowhead? They lost 37-31. And Mahomes was right there with Brady. Three touchdowns, no picks. By the way, um, only time he's lost a playoff game he didn't throw an interception was that game. Three touchdowns, no picks. Brady beats him at the end. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it. Mahomes was that guy. Clearly, he was that guy. Side note, we're talking about greatness. I heard, I know this was Orlovsky talking about this the other day. Um, This may have been right after... This might have been a Monday after the conference championship game. This is about a week and a half ago. He said that Patrick Mahomes was the best game manager in the NFL. And I thought to myself, you know, he's right about that. Especially after the Ravens game. They only scored 17, but it felt like Mahomes was in control. For the most part. Like In a way that Lamar Jackson never felt like he had the game in control. Mahomes, there was a sense like... Some of that is the arrogance and stuff. like The way he carries himself, he felt like he was... Uh, He was in control. You know, in the last two years in the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes is 6-0, has not thrown an interception. That's remarkable. Six playoff games over two seasons, including a Super Bowl, no interceptions. In that time, he has thrown 11 touchdowns. In his playoff career, Mike, 17 starts, 39 touchdowns, seven interceptions he has lost one fumble he's turned the ball over eight times in 17 playoff games that's game manager stuff right there
2: well I know why he doesn't why he didn't get intercepted or at least contributing to it is because all the defensive backs are amazed that he's actually going to throw this ball in the position that he's contorted his body (laughs) it's like did he really just throw that I mean it some of his stuff is amazing. It
1: it really is amazing. It really is. When you start looking at this, I mean, yeah, he's a big playmaker and things like that. But like against the Ravens, he yeah he completed thirty passes but only two hundred forty one yards. He was seventeen of twenty three against Buffalo for two hundred fifteen yards. Uh, last year in the Super Bowl, they scored thirty eight points. He's twenty one of twenty seven for a buck eighty two. But the big plays in the game he made for the last six playoff games in that span, no sacks. Has not been sacked. Now Brock Purdy very similarly has not turned the ball over in the postseason. In fact, I don't believe he's got a postseason interception. I'm I'm go back and look. I don't think he's thrown one. But he's also not throwing for touchdowns like this. He's not making those kinds of plays. He's got like seven, eight touchdowns. Let me let me look that up. I was looking at I was looking at some of this stuff, uh, I was looking at some of this stuff earlier.
2: I didn't really notice Purdy until the NFC Championship game. That's when he got my attention. Like, I'm, I'm telling you. This guy's being underestimated, and they've got a chance to do the whole thing. The last drive
1: against Green Bay was remarkable. He threw, By the way, he threw a pick against Detroit. I, I thought he threw a pick in one of the two games. Should have thrown a pick against Green Bay. Did not. The pick was dropped and did throw one against Detroit. Five games, five touchdowns, one interception for... Uh, for Brock Purdy, and um, let's see, lost one fumble, so he's he's turned over twice in five games. This, this is going to be about quarterback. I mean, it is going to be about quarterback play. It's going to come down to quarterback play. Now, again, I took the Isaiah uh, Pacheco prop to go over because the Niners have been giving up rushing yards, and because. That's the Chiefs, the Chiefs' best bet to move the ball efficiently and effectively and score in this game, in my opinion, is to let Pacheco carry it 15-plus times. And he's good for five yards a pop on the ground right now. Especially, again, against San Francisco defense that doesn't have the teeth at the defensive line of scrimmage that it has in the, in the past. I will be interested to see what Steve Wilkes does from a play-calling standpoint in this game, what he tries to take away. Because if it were me, I'd try to take away everything happening in the box. I'd try to take away Kelsey. I'd try to take away Pacheco. And I don't know if you can do both of those things, but I would make some receiver beat me. Rice, it doesn't matter. Valdez, Scanlon, whoever it is, I'm going to make some receiver beat me. I'm not going to let Kelsey go 10 for 100, and I'm not going to let Pacheco go for 75-plus yards. Again, I don't know if you can do that because of how much of tight end coverage and accounting for Kelsey it takes devoting personnel away from the run game. It's hard, to, it's hard to do both of those unless you have a defender you can put on an island with Kelsey, and I'm, I'm not certain that they do. So that's a, that's a question that I have. I think it's going to be a good game. I do. I'm glad we fleshed, we fleshed out this uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, antics. I'm glad we fleshed out this situation. A lot of antics.' <laughs> going to be seeing a lot of antics. All right, final segment. We will talk about Chip Kelly, who's apparently joining the staff at Ohio State to replace Bill O'Brien. Got some thoughts on Chip Kelly? Some thoughts about Bill O'Brien. We'll broach that in our final segment next.
3: Your home is your most valuable asset. When it comes to the professional installation of a decorative coating on your garage floor, working with a local, experienced company is in your best interest. I'm Jake Wilson, owner of Iron Drive Floor Coatings. For nearly 15 years, we've provided premier garage floor coatings and have earned the most five-star Google reviews in our industry. To learn how we can make your garage floor shine, go to irondrivegaragefloors.com and request a free estimate. That's irondrivegaragefloors.com. Call the plumber whose
0: name is his number. One Tom Plumber. One Tom Plumber. I need a good plumber fast. I always call one Tom Plumber. One Tom what? Here, dial the number one, then Tom Plumber. Or just tell your smartphone to call one Tom Plumber. They promise to be there in an hour.
2: Call the plumber whose name
5: is his number.
4: Poor indoor air quality can significantly decrease your quality of life by experiencing sinus infections, allergies, respiratory issues, and headaches. An easy-to-install device called UV Photomax uses purifying blue light to zap bacteria, mold, viruses before they enter your home's air vents. Purify the air your family breathes and help protect them from mold, bacteria, and viruses with the UV Photomax from ST's Heating and Air, serving Oconee, Pickens, Greenville, and surrounding areas. Visit estesheatingair.com today for more information.
3: ramp.com slash sports hey it's toby from wendy's picture a baconator the six strips of applewood smoked bacon the hot and juicy beef the pretzel bun wait pretzel bun a pretzel baconator and it's only here for a limited time and right now you can get three dollars off mobile orders of fifteen dollars or more with the offer in the wendy's app this changes everything Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new Pretzel Baconator. Limited time only A participating U.S. Wendy's. $15 minimum required before taxes and fees. Account registration required.
5: Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with
3: DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states your rate could increase with high-risk driving, generally safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.
5: Criminal charges are serious with life-changing consequences for you and your family. Let us help you navigate this process. Let us be your advocate at Ryan Beasley Law. I'm Ryan Beasley. Our law firm works in courtrooms across the state at all levels, municipal, state, and federal. We also work with students who face conduct issues at their colleges and universities. We work with our clients throughout this process from pre-arrest investigations to intervention programs as well as criminal trials. With over 20 years assisting clients, our firm has grown to include former state and federal prosecutors. Let us put this experience to work for you. If you are facing an investigation or criminal prosecution, please do not hesitate to contact us. Let us seek the best resolution for you. I'm Ryan Beasley, and I look forward to the opportunity to work with you. Ryan Beasley Law. Find them
1: online at ryanbeasleylaw.com or call 864-679-7777. Ryan Beasley Law.
0: The college football games may have ended, but the offseason is just getting started. And we have you
3: covered all year long.
2: These fans need to calm down.
3: The big game hype is real. I can't wait. They really need to produce for their fans. The Roar,
0: where every day is game day.
1: Last segment of the show, last segment of the week. So much coming your way this weekend. Road rage still to come, 3-7. to 7. You've got Clemson softball. Clemson taking on Indiana. You're going to be able to hear that tonight. And then you can hear it tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And then Sunday morning, ooh, a little, a little brunch with Clemson softball as they finish up down there in Clearwater. If they play like they did last night, ain't no problem.
2: I don't care who they got. And they've got some good teams coming, but. Here's my Sunday. I'm, I'm listening to softball until I'm on the way to church. Then I'm picking up some PGA golf with Tim Beret out in Phoenix. And then hitting the Super Bowl. It's going to be a big day.
1: That's right. Uh, Don Munson, Jim Davis on the call up in uh, Syracuse tomorrow. Oh, yeah. 1130 pregame. High noon tip. Let's hope the Syracuse fans are standing for a while.
2: Will we get to hear our, our favorite sports talk show host uh, for halftime?
1: Uh, logistically, it is not going to work tomorrow ah. uh, because of the softball schedule. I got gotcha. you. Um, because they're on the streaming, and that's how I would connect to do it. So, uh, it will be Ben Milstead doing oh, halftime. Cool. It'll be your favorite. It'll be – yes, it, I should have said yes. It will be your favorite <laughs> afternoon talk show personality um, doing now, halftime. The tomorrow. last
2: one he did, when he did halftime, I'm trying to remember back which game that was. He did a great job. Um
1: Oh they all run together.
2: Yeah, it was um, one of the away ones and Yeah. You had something going on or
1: a- Florida State, I know he did.
2: That that was it. That was yeah. Florida State. That's that was right. a win. Yeah, that was it was, was a good, good performance
1: by the Tigers. Let's keep it going. Texas from 864 says uh Sunday South Carolina Yukon Women's Basketball. I'm kind of excited about that. Like Yukon when healthy is very very good, but the health has been the problem. I still think I think South Carolina is the best team in the country. I think it's South Carolina Versus the field, you can still get plus money on South Carolina to win the national championship, and I would, I would suggest if it's if you can get anything better than plus a hundred, which I think you can, I think you can get much better than that now. If it's legal for you, I would throw a little coin on that. Just right now, before the bracket comes out and people start feeling like they're they may lose because there there are teams that like have gotten close to them, but I I've said I think this is Dawn Staley's deepest and her best all around team because they can score now they you, can shoot the ball
2: you pick any South Carolina basketball team right now you're gonna see some good ball
1: well uh I was looking at Joe Lenardi's most recent bracket that came out I think it was right around the time the show started today um it was early this morning actually South Carolina a five seed um per Lenardi, one of nine SEC teams in the bracket and Clemson a seven seed one of four ACC teams in the bracket. Uh, Virginia easily in. Wake Forest, second team out for, uh, for Joe Lenardi, And again, neither Clemson nor South Carolina anywhere remotely near the bubble at that, this point.
2: That's going to make that last regular season game at Wake a big deal as Clemson travels up there.
1: Wake Forest, listen. Wake Forest got five quad ones in their last eight. They got opportunities here. They've, they hadn't won one yet. They have played three and they've lost them all. So their schedule is definitely backloaded. We'll see if they can uh, if they can hold up. They look like a tournament team. They just have to they have to prove it now. Um, all right, we do have breaking news. We talked a lot of Super Bowl today. Got some great feedback. Continue to get in with uh, with those votes. Uh, our day long poll at theroarfm.com/slash/polls. The, the Roar mobile app. Click the poll tab. Fifty four point eight percent say the Niners. Forty five point two percent say uh, say the Chiefs. Again, I've, I've got uh, the three things I've I've got on this game. I've got the Chiefs plus two. I've got Isaiah Pacheco over 68.5 rushing yards. I think it was 68, maybe 67.5. I think, I think I've got it at 68.5. I'll check that in a second. And um, I've got Debo Samuel over four and a half catches. Those are the three. Those are the three right there. Uh, th- those are the ones I feel great about. Now, if you got questions, I mean, we got 10 minutes left. If you got questions about some other props and whether you should take them or not, I'll be happy to give you my uh, professional opinion on those. 654 roar on the uh, adams curving text on or on the phones um we do need to get to this breaking news so bill o'brien we've been talking about bill o'brien for a while uh reportedly very very close to taking a head coach job at boston College. they may they may have announced it but the, i mean it it's it's done that that deal is done bill o'brien's gonna be the head coach at boston college chip kelly is already lined up to be the offensive coordinator at ohio state now I have I have said for a while that I think Ryan Day is an elite play caller, but if you think you can't call the plays anymore, chip Kelly's really that's really, really good. That's a great idea. It's a great option. Now one thing I'm going to say, and you can look at how Ohio State has crafted their team. their receiver room is still stocked. But they don't like they have a lot of five stars, but they they've also had a purge a little bit. They've had some guys hit the portal and go elsewhere. Some of those guys haven't panned out quite as well as they might have liked. They're gonna run the football. Look at what UCLA has done under Kelly. Look what Oregon did under Kelly. He knows how to get a team to run the football. This would be like you look at the roster and you see Bill O'Brien and you go, okay, well, O'Brien can he can do some stuff here, but the quarterback's still gonna be a factor. You you put Chip Kelly in charge of an offense. I'm telling you, this was this was a great, in my opinion, this was a great move. I thought the Bill O'Brien move was fine, but I wondered if the quarterbacks that they had to work with, especially with just a year with Will Howard, I wondered how it was going to work. Because they, I mean, they loaded Quinshon Judkins like they've loaded up at running back. They've got Bearsman and Riches at running back. They're going to fix the offensive line, get that a little better, and they're going to be a little more of a run based offense. Bill O'Brien's offenses generally have not been. Texans, Penn State, Patriots, Alabama. A little more throwing. A little more of a throwing offense for the most part. Um, I like this move, Mike. I think it's a solid move for Ohio State to bring Chip Kelly in because I think he gives you an authoritative voice in a room that can handle the offense or Ryan Day can do the CEO stuff. And he knows how to take the Ohio State offense where it's apparent they want to go this year. That's that's my uh, that's my first blush. Um, that's my first blush uh, uh, thought there. Um, the Bill O'Brien thing to Boston College. I, I'm going to think about that more over the weekend. Again, we're just sort of breaking down right now. What have y'all talked about Bill O'Brien at all when you've been on air Mike? Have you have you said words about this? Yeah, just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. What are you, what are your thoughts on it?
2: I think Brad said this morning it was a done deal. So um I it's interesting to see a coach with his uh resume move into the ACC, take on a, ho- a head coaching position following a coach who had so many uh I guess negative thoughts would be a way to put it about the state of college football. And uh, so it's interesting. And um, obviously he's got a wide range of experience that I think the Eagles can benefit from. But if you're going to become a head coach at a college, man, to me, that's, that, that would not be my dream job right there. All right, I'm not
1: going to disagree with you on that. I think Boston College is a tough job. With that said, I'm going to argue it's the easiest job that Bill O'Brien has had as a head coach in college football. Because his previous college football head coaching stint was at post Sandusky Penn State when he took over for two years. They went fifteen and nine and ten and six. They were ineligible for postseason. And they went fifteen and nine and ten and six in the Big Ten. If Bill O'Brien could win there with the scholarship restrictions, your post Joe Pa again, the Sandusky stuff, huge black cloud over that entire program. If you could continue winning there, no chance of a bowl game. You're not going to postseason. You're still winning games. Now in the portal, era, could they have done that. Ah, you know, whatever. I think he's going to do a good job here. I, 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 um, I was thinking about this a little bit this morning, and I'm going to think about it more over the weekend. But just, I think Bill O'Brien could be a top five. I think he's a top five coach in the ACC.
2: Will you double check those numbers for me? Kwok? 15 and nine and ten and six at a college yes. college football team.
1: 15 and nine, 15 and nine overall in two years. Oh, I'm ten sorry. and six in
2: Big Ten play over two years. Ah, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Okay. You, you're right.
1: I said that in a little bit of a uh, little bit of a weird. I thought way. you were
2: talking about two seasons, and so the math didn't make sense. But now I got you. 15 and nine overall.
1: That's right. Um, and you know, folks are bringing up he's got a sick child, and we've seen I've seen that on on Twitter and other places. He's got a sick child. I think Walt uh, may have brought that up a time or two. Um, yeah, I mean, he, so so. there's that. He's got a son that's playing at Tufts, baseball, college baseball, so he's close to him. There's other factors here. I'm not saying he's going to be there five years, but let's look at the coaches in the ACC, all right? I'm, I'm going to go just quickly through this, and I may change my mind on a couple of these. Uh, I'm going to think about it more over the weekend, and we'll talk about it with Ben next week. Um... These are these are the coaches in the ACC. I want to know whether you think you would take Bill O'Brien over these other coaches. All right, um, Mike Norvell. Would you take Bill O'Brien over Mike Norvell?
2: Not at this point. No, I,
1: I'm not sure that I would. Uh, Norvell did a good enough job. I think I'd take Norvell. Okay. Uh, Jeff Brom. Hmm. I'm kind of with you. That's a tricky one. I think I would take O'Brien. Like I think O'Brien is a. I think O'Brien is a better head coach than Jeff Brown. I would take O'Brien over him. Dave
2: Doran. Uh, O'Brien. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brent Key. Wow, that's another tough one. I think I would take O'Brien, but I think he's got some great potential at Tech. I think he's he's. I don't know. We'll- he
1: has great potential. Let me ask you this. Let me frame it this way. You need somebody to coach your team this year.
2: Oh, okay. I see what you're
1: so saying. So, I agree with you about Key. I think Key can get the job done at whatever the job is. I think he could do a good job at Georgia Tech. I see Georgia Tech as probably a little bit higher ceiling job than Boston College, but with similar type of challenges. Um, I think I would take O'Brien. I gotcha. you. Uh, Brent Pry, Virginia Tech.
2: Mm, I mean... They haven't been great. So O'Brien. You gotta go O'Brien. O'Brien, don't you? Yeah. Dabo. Oh no. Yeah, so I mean, you, you no would you no would
1: take chance. Dabo. Yeah. Mac Brown.
2: Uh man, these are good points because I think Mac Brown maybe has one more year. I think maybe mid season we'll be here and Mac Brown has decided to to finish his career. Would you feel better about North
1: Carolina if Bill O'Brien was coaching it this year?
2: Yeah, I think yeah. That, that might be
1: an improvement. I think I would too. Manny Diaz, I'm saying O'Brien over Diaz. Yeah, yeah. Mario Cristobal. Yes. I might take O'Brien over Cristobal because we're it's not a recruiting contest, right? We're trying to win games. Um, and then we'll go to uh, Pat Narduzzi. I would take O'Brien over Narduzzi. I think. I mean, the pit was lousy last year, yeah. so that colors it a little bit.
2: Tony Elliott. Well, that's a tough one. I still I'm still holding out hope for the Cavaliers for uh, under Coach Elliott, but. At this point in time, you'd, you'd have to look at Coach O'Brien. Dave
1: Clawson. O'Brien. I, that's kind of my point. I mean, and then Fran Brown from Syracuse, you'd take O'Brien. Bill. You, would, I, I'm going to make the argument that you would take Bill O'Brien at your school, whatever school you're at. You would take Bill O'Brien overall, but two coaches in the ACC right now. Now, I don't know if that says more about the ACC coaches currently or it says more about Bill O'Brien. I'm just merely pointing out that this is a great hire. I would argue that when Jeff hathley left, they didn't have to upgrade from Jeff hathley And I think they upgraded with Bill O'Brien.
2: No, I completely agree on Boston College's side. It's great for them. I just still am a little amazed. When you say that maybe this would be an easier position, Kwok, I mean, if that's his goal to find an easier step to be a head coach, then then maybe it's a good fit. It just... It seems like an odd choice for him uh, coming out of Ohio State and, and maybe a, a new trajectory that he had. So
1: Yeah, I think they benefit from the proximity to all the stuff that we mentioned, right? To the care and to the, the son playing baseball and all that stuff. Bill O'Brien's a really good football coach. He got a lot of hate with the Texans for some reason. I thought he did a really good job with Houston, with Deshaun Watson's development, did a really good job with Houston, all things considered. um. I didn't love every decision he made in game at Alabama, but I thought he did a halfway decent job there as, as offensive coordinator. Um, and I thought he's going to do fine at Ohio State this year. I think it's an upgrade for Boston College. I think I'm, I'm glad they got this done. I think this this makes them competitive, especially Castellanos. Uh, Learning from him. That could potentially be very good. All right. uh, Enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. God bless. We'll see you, Monty Waltz, up
0: next. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the roar.